Wanna know the top 10 tips to become a rock star realtor? Wanna know the secrets to standing out? Well, that's all coming up right after this. Lorimer Podcast. Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer and now host of the show Stay Here on Netflix. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques, and tips for the entrepreneur. So hit the big bloody subscribe button, would you? Give it a like, and also please share this podcast with someone else that might get value from it. Today, I am going to be going over the top 10 tips that can potentially make you a rock star real estate agent. And then if you stay with me till the end, I will have a secret bonus tip for you as well. So I'm going to kind of rattle through these relatively quickly. The first four are very, very rudimentary. So I'm just going to kind of knock those out. And then five through 10, I'm going to be a little bit more in depth. But if you apply all 10 of these tips for sure your business will massively improve and you could eventually become uh, what's known as a rock star realtor. You've got to roll the R when you say that, by the way. So let me get into the four rudimentary things to just knock them out. So number one is you got a prospect, right? So I still sometimes sit with agents and meet people out in the field where they're like, you know, I just don't have enough business. Sometimes they've been in the business for years. And I, the first question to them is, do you prospect? And do you prospect your sphere of influence? And I can guarantee you agents that are not successful, 97.5% of agents that are not successful, the reason is, is because they don't prospect. They feel awkward about reaching out to their friends and family. And it's just something that they don't want to do. And this is an absolutely true statistic. 98.5 of successful realtors are the ones that prospect. That is where the business lives. Number two is we got to pick up the phone. Do you know how many times I call people and it always goes to voicemail? Always, 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 always. I actually used to be that guy where my phone constantly went to voicemail. If I didn't recognize the number, I didn't pick it up, which seems completely and utterly counterintuitive. Because why would you not pick up the phone? Because you're getting business from people you're prospecting and they might be calling you from a different number. So always, always, always pick up the phone. Again, another trait of incredibly successful people. I'm talking up to the upper, upper echelon. I mates with Josh Altman and his brother, Matt. Those guys always pick up the phone themselves, always. So it is a must. Number three may sound rudimentary, but you will be amazed. Return emails. When people email you, get back to them within an hour. If they email you, get back to them as fast as humanly possible. Because if it is a new prospect, if you don't get back to them within an hour or within sometimes 10 minutes, they're going to move on to someone else. And whoever gets back to them first will capture the business. And number four of the rudimentary is your work ethic, right? You have to be up and working early in the morning And you got to work until 
the evening, right? You're going to do a full day. I see realtors, you know, other offices kind of, they cruise in at 11 o'clock and, you know, they'll have a coffee, they'll talk by the water cooler, and then they'll maybe go for lunch, come back and potter around for an hour and then go home. And they wonder why they're closing four deals a year, right? If you get up and you're at it by, say, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm up at 5 a.m. So if you're up and at it by 8 in the morning or 9 and you work all the way till 6, have a lunch break, have a couple of breaks in between, but you work constantly, guess what's going to happen? You're going to move the needle. You always move the needle if you put the work in. It's You've heard this a million times, but I just wanted to kind of say it today. All right, let's get into five through 10, because these have a little bit more meat on the bone. Maybe one of the most important ones I'm going to mention to you today is number five, treat your business like a business. What does that mean, Pete? So it means you incorporate the first four things that I just spoke about, prospecting, picking up the phone, returning emails, work ethic. But you are also, imagine, take your hat off that you're one person. And when you are a business, you are multiple faceted parts of that business, meaning you are the real estate agent. You are the manager of the office. You are the PR agent. You are the marketing department. And you are the finances. So all of those departments, all five of them, need to be addressed, maybe not on a daily basis, but certainly on a weekly basis, right? Of course, you need to prospect every day, but you need to plan your marketing. You need to plan your PR, which is generally social media, which I'm going to get into a little bit later. You need to plan your finances and you need to plan everything else that encompasses your business. You're not just one person. You are a CEO of a small business with departments. And if you don't address all the departments, you're going to get holes in your business. So treat your business like a factory, right? You're a factory of of one that sells houses, but you have several departments and it's up to you to figure out what those departments are. Okay, number six, to capture new business. Very often we will do some, you've all seen these kind of clickbaity things that say, Follow the link for a free valuation on your house. So I think that the the public are somewhat immune to that right now. So what I would suggest is, you know, create, I hate to use the word freebie, but create a freebie, which is something that you write yourself, you design yourself. Maybe you make it into a flyer or a leaflet or a, a little booklet or something. If you're prospecting a geographic area, you can put one of these booklets in everybody's mailbox. Or if you're doing a demographic, you can turn it into a digital PDF. The important thing to do is you write it. Don't just copy and paste someone else's article. It could be top 10 tips to improve the curb appeal of your home. Top 10 tips to improve the value by doing small improvements. Six ways to improve the sale of your house. You can come up with these. But I think it's important that you write at the top, you know, 10 ways to improve the curb appeal of your house by Peter Lorimer. Right. And then people go, Peter wrote this. This is nice. You have a little picture of yourself and then you maybe have a paragraph of why you came up with these ideas and then you have your tips. And then you then put that through people's mailboxes and you say, I would be happy to come over and go through your garden and give you 10 landscaping tips for free that will most likely improve the value of your property. Some people are going to take you up on that. So Doing a freebie, especially if you're new, actually, if you're not new, doing freebies is a really good way to kind of bolster your sphere of influence by meeting people that you might not necessarily meet. And especially if you're very digital heavy, 
If you do a paper campaign, you're going to access people that just simply are not online. So I would say, you know, blend your marketing strategies. You know, some are, some are old fashioned paper and a lot of them are digital. So you blend them together. You're going to get more people. All right. Number seven, be a specialist. Now you don't only need to be a specialist. Let's use the case in point of Cindy and I, we lived in downtown Los Angeles, right? When the lofts were going in and all these vintage buildings, it reminded me of the docks in London when that went through this resurgence. So I said to Cindy, come on, let's go downtown. Let's, let's buy a vintage loft or two. So we did, uh, right before the crash. But, uh, we, we jumped in kind of feet first into loft living in downtown Los Angeles. And Cindy and I had this specialty outfit called the loft guys. Now, the interesting thing is, I was also selling real estate in the Hollywood Hills and doing quite a lot of like music business and a few celebrities. And I called each one of these genres my dirty little secret, right? So when I was selling multi-million dollar houses to people in the Hollywood Hills, they didn't want to know about me selling $350,000 lofts in downtown. So I never said anything. So I marketed to the crowd downtown. I was a specialist to the loft community downtown, but I was also a specialist to kind of music business people in the Hollywood Hills. Own a specialty. It could be probate. Maybe it's doctors. Maybe it's sports people. Maybe it's people that live by the beach that like to surf. Really own a specialty because when you own a specialty, you then really kind of have a much higher propensity to access the people that you have an affinity with. Let's use, let's use music business people, right? So people could see that I was genuinely into like, you know, electronic music. So I accessed a lot of people in record labels and management companies and, you know, business managers because they could see that I was genuinely interested in this world because it was my former business. They didn't see like some kind of oily, snaky guy just trying to work his way in. They were like, oh, Pete. And people knew me from the music business. So it all gelled. Have a specialty. It is really, really, really good for your business and own it. Which brings me to number eight, which is when you have a specialty and for all of your PR efforts, you've got to have a massively robust social media campaign. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, whatever it is. Don't underestimate YouTube because we're still at the beginning, right? YouTube is only going to get more powerful. So don't underestimate YouTube. I'm not someone who has the headspace to do a lot of TikTok stuff because it's quick bursts all the time. I prefer to do long form content and put it up on YouTube so that people can consume it in long form. It's just kind of my vibe. I prefer to do that. So social media, don't have it be something that you get to. It needs to be one of those departments that I spoke about earlier. This is your marketing department, right? Social media is your marketing slash PR department. And if you only get to that department at five o'clock on a Thursday, your marketing is going to be crappy. Your self-promotion is going to be crappy. I spend at least an hour or two a day planning marketing. And I tend to do it at five in the morning so I can keep my day free for business stuff. Number nine, this is a, a might sound a little bit old fashioned, but it's not. You got to have a great website, right? You got to have a great website. Now, if most companies provide a website, which is great. And I suppose that's the, the the path of least resistance. But you are a small business. Why are people going to pick you over someone else? So if everybody looks the same, if everybody's on the same website, 
you know, the, you're not really standing out. You're not looking like a rock star. So I would say take the time to craft a great, beautiful website on Squarespace or, or some other, like Wix maybe. There's several outfits where you can do great websites now. And I would create an awesome website about you. Curate it. You don't need to have endless properties on it. You know, you can have a few properties on it and then have some lifestyle stuff. Have you at the beach with the kids or the dog or you going skiing or have something that talks about you and your passions. Maybe you're into pottery. Maybe you're into horse racing. I don't know what it is, but put it on your website and then link your social media accounts to that website. So people, when they're thinking, should I work with this guy that I met at the dinner party? Oh, Peter seems like a nice guy. They check out my Instagram. Maybe they look for me on TikTok. And then they're going to find my website and they're going to find more about me. And if it's all congruent and it's all the same message and it's the same vibe and it's like the guy they met at the dinner party, I've just upped my odds of converting them into a client. Number 10, and then I've got the bonus round. Number 10 is Google. Believe it or not, Google your business, right? Google and YouTube are monsters and we take them for granted. So you might want to look at your Google profile because I imagine that 99.9% of people watching this video have a Gmail account, right? Or a business that's housed on Gmail. And you gotta have your business Googleable, if that's a word. And you gotta make it look great. So you gotta have your business profile on Google looking sharp because you don't want it to go the reviews on Google and everything. So people are going to look at everything about you. Last, I now have the bonus round. The bonus round is really to people who are newer in the business, who are really trying to get a foothold in the business. One thing I highly recommend you do is this. Market yourself like you are already successful. Market yourself like you are already there. If you're in an office, there are going to be agents that are doing a lot of business. Some of those agents, the nicer ones, are going to say, you can use my listings, go promote them. You know, maybe give me a credit, but you can use them on your Instagram and on your Twitter. Here are some past sales that I've done. Take the photographs, go use them. I did that with all my agents. And then other agents in my company now also let some junior agents take their photos. It helps. And videos. Market yourself like you're already there. So that's one aspect of the marketing, which is getting product, right? Getting beautiful photographs and videos from other agents if you don't have listings. Number two is you need to take videos of you out in the field. You're at an inspection. You're at a walkthrough. You're at a private opening. You're, you know, having lunch with a client. You have to show yourself being active in your career. And then you're going to have patience. If you constantly post not just business, you're going to have personality, fun, business, puppies, lattes, business, walkthroughs, design. It's got to be the whole package, right? It's got to be a 360 degree package of you. But if you have patience and you keep posting and then you keep doing one through 10 on here, you will, not might, you will become a rock star agent. There is no question in my mind that if someone does all 10 plus the bonus, so 11 of these, you will have a gloriously successful career. It might take a minute to get going. This ain't going to take two months, three months. This is probably going to take, you know, if you're a brand new agent, a year to two years. 
But if you can battle through that apprenticeship, you will have a glorious, wonderful, fulfilling career that can last you, hopefully, a lifetime. That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, take care and I will see you later.